So today's topic is talking about the streaming channel and what we're doing. Mormons singing? What? You'll find out more on this episode of 50 Years Later with Jim Bumgardner. And greetings once again to you all out there in podcast listening land. Your old buddy Jimbo's here with 50 Years Later with me, Jim Bumgardner. I'm a podcaster, a writer, a movie maker, and a speaker who's looking very forward to continuing this journey with you. As I'm sharing, I'm sharing my journey, this, uh, well, they call it the, the day in the life stuff by way of this podcast to document what I'm doing as far as building. I don't want to call it I, I, again. It's so funny. I get to where I get so annoyed by the cliche catch buzzword phrases stuffs drives me nuts, uh, because it's so mundane, <laughs> but Okay. Now, with that said, I'm going to use them now until I come up with something better that we can all agree upon. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, No need to create a new language um, at this point. (laughs) But anyway, no, so like this day in the life that I'm sharing with you is I'm building what is my dream life, but it's a waking dream. It's a real reality. My, my reality that I hope in this journey and sharing it with you it will encourage you to do the same in yours. Not the same way I do mine. However, some of the things that I'm doing may appeal to you and you may find some value in when it comes to learning how to do some of these things. From blogging or podcasting, uh, writing books, making movies, public speaking. And I just genuinely enjoy all of these things. And another thing that I truly enjoy is music. And I've made mention before how, you know, it's like we're missing out in the music spectrum nowadays with what popular culture or pop music is. It just doesn't appeal to me. It's all tribal in how it sounds and how it feels. Very little melody, you know? So anyway, the topic of today's show is singing Mormons. Yes, singing Mormons. Now, what that means and why I'm saying about it, if you go to jimstroybox.com, I kind of map it out a little bit more that I've added a new weekly program called Music in the Spoken Word that's produced by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Now, am I a Mormon? No. Do I have an opinion either way in their faith? Nope. It's, uh, It's their thing. You have whatever it is that you do, and I hope you do something in regards to your spiritual slash religious journey. Well, they're not the same, but at the same time, you know what I mean. But one thing I do know about the Mormons that I do appreciate is that their core family values are, boy, howdy, they they stick to them. Do they ever? And I appreciate that. I really do, because you've never heard of a Mormon uh, being a radical against society. You know, and that's not picking on any other group because every single one of them outside of maybe Buddhists um, don't really cause a ruckus. They keep it to themselves, even though, well, there's a whole other argument in regards to that. But I'm going to leave that alone for now because that's not what I'm here for today. The other thing that I truly appreciate about what the Mormons do is in the formation of their choir, that tabernacle choir, you have an assembly of some of the best singers and musicians ever. I'm talking these, the, the quality of the music is absolutely breathtaking. 
It really is. And the program itself, I have been turned on to many, many, many years ago. I mean, geez, things started in 1929. But I just have always wanted to put it out there. The television station I was at for a decade um, never never would schedule it in, which I thought was a huge mistake, but I kept my contacts, and as such, I've been able to acquire the program for syndication, and I'm putting it on the streaming channel. It's the Music in the Spoken Word is a weekly program, so every week there'll be a new show up. I'm not exactly sure. I'm thinking Fridays the show will be updated, but it really is just, it's a nice 30-minute show great to turn on in the background as you're getting ready for your day or perhaps even unwinding from your day um that's just lovely you know and i don't use that term loosely lovely it's lovely it's nice now if you're offended by the the religious message that can be found in the songs and the and the message the spoken word part well then you probably want to avoid it but maybe not may open your eyes to other things or thinkings and that's what this show and everything that i do is all about i'm not looking to sway you one way or the other that is between you and what you see as the journey here on this rock in this three-dimensional five sense world it's all up to you but i do highly recommend expand your knowledge base and also add more music to your life and when it comes to what the tabernacle choir has so faithfully been putting out for almost a hundred years now you know it's so refreshing you've got real people real instruments real sound now again this is not to poo poo on modern technology but modern technology and while it can be just as good enough when it comes to producing music it's just not the same as that organic feel you get from real live human beings singing playing instruments and doing so in an incredibly sweeping way so that's why that's there um i i just enjoy it i enjoy it i just say any and all particular persuasions inside of their religion is totally beside the point It's mainly just beautiful music. And there's just not enough out there. So in this one slice of my slice of the broadcast and streaming space, I made the decision to add to the programming. Speaking of which, another great thing about adding that is in putting together a streaming channel and getting used to the process again, it's helping me get focused in making that better and better every day. And the method in which I plan on growing the channel to where it becomes something that again i have no delusions of grandeur this is not intended to be a big old network um service it's just not i don't i mean if it goes that way great but that's not really what i want i just want to have a place inside of the streaming space pardon the redundancy uh, that is just somewhere for you to go that'll have unique programming that you probably won't find anywhere. A lot of it I know you won't because I'll be producing it. So there you go. But I am looking to source out from other producers and filmmakers, television makers, and so on 
to host there and to spotlight. Because here's the thing. I, and it really came to me this morning as I was popping up another show and digging in the archives, that the way the, sh- the, way the streaming channel is going to be is I'm putting together my categories and kind of producing up into them. All the different interests I've got from education and inspiration to more specific genre stuff, including the paranormal and conspiracy and conjecture stuff. And it'll all be housed right there. And, well, let's see. Series, well, you will find um, updated weekly. But I'm pulling away something that is the norm now as far as the ability to binge watch. That's not going to be something I'm going to do. Because I, I don't want to clutter it up. Um, so whenever we, whenever I launch a new series about whatever it is, if it is a series, it'll be updated weekly with a new episode, and the old West episode goes into the vault. And that is by design to force viewership. That's that. I'll just be honest with you there. It's to force viewership to get you to come over and uh, come watch and play. Then I will make available the entire series at the end of the run on either a, either or a DVD compilation or uh, available for digital download with a paywall. Because I would most certainly like to monetize my productions. And that's, I feel, the best way to do it. It's a fair way to do it. If there is such a thing as fair in this world. And that's the way I really wanted to go. I put a lot of put a lot of thoughtful prayer into it. And that I feel is a good way to do so. And so anyway, again, I'm th- this podcast at this stage of the game is we're sitting here at season eight and episode twelve. That again, this this process of this journey that I'm sharing with you, um, I think in a year from now is going to be a very interesting thing to look back on whenever I say I'm doing this you look back and say well we did it or you say I'm doing this and then I had to adjust on the fly and in the curve and as I learned and did things a little differently but this kind of holds my feet to the fire in a lot of those ways because I was again I respect this microphone this platform and your ears and I don't want you to ever forget that because I sincerely do. And as such, you know, I, I try to be as, I'm using this word to death, but mindful of what I personally am putting out. Because again, the, the, the broadcast space, the streaming space, the boy, it's hard to find a word that best describes put the content that you find out there in its method, method of delivery uh, because of all the different terms now. But the main thing is, in this uh, broadcast space, and be it the spoken word like this, or the written word found at jimsoybox.com, or the streaming content found on the channel, and things like that. Maybe even do some theatrical stuff, too, as far as releasing into a theater. Uh, that is definitely something I think would be fun once I get to that level. Once I produce something of a, more of a feature length, talking like 90 minutes... I probably will do a, a hosting thing or a screening thing at a movie theater or two. Um, don't know how wide I'll distribute. Don't know yet. We'll see. But I will definitely do that locally. Um, 
not necessarily for the local audience, but to use the local venue because it's nice and comfortable. And it'd be fun to watch certain things on the big screen. But we'll see how that goes. All I know is that every single day since I personally have embraced what I keep preaching to you in regards to the three keys to achieving every and anything you want, imagination, belief, and action, it works. Period. It works. Because every day I'm getting closer and closer to that plateau of the goal. And by that I mean when one sets a goal, it's proven time and again that once you achieve the goal, everything it just kind of gets a little stale after the fact. Because the bigger thing was the chase. It was totally the hunt, the getting there that was the exciting part. Well, for me personally, in what I'm building and doing here, the chase is great. However, that plateau, that goal achieved, that pinnacle, if you will, that is simply the platform, the foundation of moving in a linear manner, but it's a continually up-moving linear manner. Our manner, and and that's what I'm going for here. It's like I want to build the house that I want to live in and expand upon for the rest of my days here on this mighty fine third rock from the sun. Speaking of which, inside of all of that, the seren the the serendipitous nature of things and synchronicity that comes from for, for really getting serious about what you're going for and will reflect on the law of or the laws of attraction and vibration. Once you get going, that synergy will draw things to you. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Exactly the source of that, I cannot give you a definitive answer. Not at this point. I have not shook anything's hand that says here. All I do know is it works. Yesterday I had an opportunity to speak to two people that I'd not had the opportunity to speak to about any of this stuff. And I'm seeing where my role and my goal in helping others achieve their visions and goals is coming to light. And that is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Because, again, you know, making a living in this, again, another catchphrase I can't stand, in this... uh, coaching sphere um, that's the thing man that's what I really enjoy doing I love seeing someone who has an idea that's that's based in a passion but also you find out how serious they are for themselves and their mission it's not to judge them because we all do that I know I've done it plenty of times to where You know, it's like, I want to do this, man. This is really what I want to do. This is what I want to follow. This is my passion. And then just dive headlong into something without really mapping it out properly. And things fall flat. That's why a lot of the elements that are a part of everything that I'm doing now uh, have happened in bits and pieces along the way, but petered out. And why was that? Because I hadn't truly dedicated to what I was doing. I was all over the place. But for me, in the past two years, since they broke the planet... 
it's given me the opportunity to sit down and really reflect on all of those things and all of my motivations and why I do what I do and why I want, why I believed I wanted to do certain things. And the truth is, I really did want to do them. It just, I, I didn't, I, I did not discipline myself in a manner that would allow me to achieve those on a consistent, regular basis. Not anymore. Once I saw my stumbling blocks that were totally me, totally me, they were inside of me, that would, I would throw the roadblocks up myself. I would throw the detours or cut the detours in my own way. And I'd made a lot of stupid decisions. I don't want to call them poor. I don't want to call them bad. I just want to call them stupid because I was trying to do things, manifest things in a forced way and trying to have all of these things and responsibilities and such still work out perfectly no matter what, even though they couldn't I mean, I I had all these irons in the fire, but with that many irons in the fire the fire is either going to get stamped out or it's going to get spread out into smaller embers that never get a chance to really ignite And now, though, what I'm doing is exactly what I've always wanted to do. But now I have a very, a much clearer path laid out. And it's that path that I'm sharing with you to show you that you too can do it. And I've got some ways of doing these things that have really worked for me and are working in real time. And you can see them. One of the things that's always kept my red flags up when it comes to the books or videos and such that you see from the folks in that coaching self-help world is that while you can see the accomplishment of a video or of a book that they have put together what do they do? That's always bugged me. It's like, what do you actually do? You're telling me you can help me get where I want to go. Well, what did you do to get there? You know, it's like whenever you see some of these folks, most of these folks, really, of course, their end goal is to sell you a coaching service or a workshop or something along those lines, which there's nothing wrong with. But... That product, for me, is not all that inspiring. So, moving into this space for me, I, I feel obligated to myself and to you to literally put my money where my mouth is, proof in the pudding of what I'm doing that goes beyond just telling you how, well, for 1997, you can do this too. Well, no, see, that's not it. That's not it. I, again, I have every intention of the world of putting together, you know, workshops to teach people how to do things that do have an uh, uh, the underlying message of what is considered self-help and coaching and consulting. But they are far more one and done than an ongoing thing. I put together a package with very specific end results promised and then delivered 
and then on to the next, but then all the while getting back into the realm of creating entertainment and information that, and informative entertainment that I just feel compelled to create. And then, just like any other property, if you like the music, you'll buy the record. Otherwise, you won't. And that's okay. I'm good either way. But I don't know. I just wanted to have, I want to be in this space. I want to be someone who shows you what I'm doing. Sort of like on YouTube, um, in, in the never ending educational mode that I'm in, um, and however it came about, when it came to the algorithms pointing me in a particular video's direction, which I'm really glad it did, um, I learned of uh, Jerry Jenkins and his tips on writing. And I had never heard of Jerry Jenkins, did not know the man's name, did not know the man's face, and I was listening to what he was saying in regards to writing, writing novels and fiction. Definitely an area where I want to do, but just needed a little guidance. Anyway, I'm watching those videos with Jerry Jenkins, and I'm listening to the guys like, well, this sounds pretty good. A lot of the stuff is the things that I hear before, that I've heard before, kind of, you know, foundational points that are just the same for everyone. But in his particular take on things, he was very pointed. He was very like, okay, no, really, you have to do it like this. And I'm like, well, that's that's pretty bold to be so affirmative, if you will. Um, I'm like, well, why? Who are you to say this? And then I looked him up. Oh, Jerry Jenkins is the guy who was the co-writer on the Left Behind series of books. I'd heard about all the hype and everything with them. How long they've been around. I didn't realize they'd been around as long as they have since 1995. Another important thing about that year, I guess. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, I was like, okay. This guy, he's, he's, he's like a Stephen King in that when he speaks on writing... He's got a leg to stand on. When you have, um, you know, an army of books published that have been massive bestsellers and beloved by many, that's that gives you some credibility. You know what I'm saying? More so than just if I wrote a book and put it out there and said, hey, I can teach you how to write the best book in the world. Well, unless I actually move at least 10,000 copies, eh, I, I can't say that I'm an authority on the subject. Now, I could be an authority on the process of getting the book published, because I did that, but as far as how far that goes, it's limited by my results. That's another thing, too, I guess, is when it comes to what I'm doing and how I'm doing this, is that I really want to show you the things that I I am showing and telling and teaching you are the things that are results based. Now... I can look back at all the things that I've done over the span of this past almost 50 years now and be able to tell you, well, I did this and I did this. Well, that was then. And as the old saying goes, you're only as good as your next hit. And I'm very proud of the things that I did. And I look back, some of them have stood up well. Other things make me cringe to my core. But the cringiness comes now from what I have learned since and where I got better at things and you know and, and being able to see the the faults the warts on the old stuff at the time I didn't see I just thought it was great because in that moment and in that time that really was where I was in my skills and capabilities and resources 
So I don't really kill myself over that, but I'm not necessarily like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. No, it wasn't. Uh, The things I'm doing now are not the greatest things ever. They're the greatest thing in the moment. In five years, I hope to look back on those things and go, man, I could have done this. Still appreciate what they are for what they are, but at the same time have grown from there to another level. And that's just another one of those lessons that I like to encourage for you uh, to grow. And again, that's another thing. It's like on the streaming channel today, I've added uh, from 2009, one of the case files of the Ozarks Ghost Research Society programs that I did back then for the local television market that, um, again, it's mainly a matter of getting the habits built in maintaining and adding to the streaming channel and playing with it more and figuring out more of what I wanted to do and be. Um, but also being able to look back and being genuinely thankful and grateful for the opportunities I had back then to make that happen. And all the things that went into it. The biggest things about that particular series when I did it back then was I had absolutely zero budget. None. Not a zero. Zip zilch. Uh, and I still pulled it off. I had no crew. I had no real equipment to speak of. I literally shot that show uh, on a camera. And then the the paranormal investigators involved, I got the footage from them from the stuff they had shot and then put it all together on my kitchen table. Well, the, here's the funny thing too, 2009, that was a different world. So now to say I sat at my kitchen table and put this thing together... It's not really all that impressive now when you can do it on your phone. Well, in 2009, you couldn't. But I did, and I was still using tape instead of just, you know, digital 100%. But anyway, it, it, was, an, it was an incredible process to be able to get these shows in the can every week considering the mountain of work that went into it. I was proud of that, and I still am. Uh, but I'm glad to say that I can do it totally differently now in a much easier way. Um... And it's just cool to look back on that. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up as I get ready to cross the state line that takes me to the day job for a shorter shift today. And then I got a lot of stuff I'm doing at home to, again, continue moving forward in the things I am personally wanting to accomplish for the next 50 years for Jim Bumgarner. Have a great day, everybody. And remember, the three keys to achieving any and everything you want is to imagine, believe, and take action. You do those and everything you want can totally become your reality. Have a great one until Monday. So long, everybody.